Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody, to Vibe Time with Jerry. It's Tuesday night, and I have David Flowers, who's a paranormal investigator and author, holding. Um, So I just want to let you all know that for the latest paranormal events, because I do have a lot of new friends on here that are into um, paranormal investigations, when you want to know about the paranormal events around Virginia, you just go to the Virginia Paranormal Events page or www.virginiaparanormalevents.com, and you can find out where all the investigations are in the state of Virginia, because I have out-of-state friends um, that I've met on different investigations, and I have a lot of new friends on here that are interested in, you know, doing different paranormal investigations. So anyway, we're going to talk to David Flowers, and then subsequent to that is going to be the Freaking Awesome Show with Ryan at 9 o'clock, and he is going to be interviewing Culpepper Paranormal, which is going to be really cool, so stick around for that. And then next week is going to be Kimberly Ashbury Moxley. We are going to be talking about Paranormal, Old House Woods, but she also has an all-ladies event coming up February 5th at the Heiko House. So that's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be 7 to 10 p.m. So just keep all that in mind. Hi, John Sullivan. How are you doing? All right. Let me see. David Flowers. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a long day. (laughs) Excuse me? I said it has been a long day. Yes, it has. Yeah, yeah. So, you got the, you got your new book out. I do. I have it right took here me, in my little palms. Mm-hmm. Uh, took me over four years to do it, but I got it. Yeah, you got it. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself before I start getting into the book, because I have new viewers on, and they don't they may not know who you are. Okay, well, like like I said, I'm David, and I'm the founder and lead investigator for Virginia Paranormal Occurrence Research. I've been doing paranormal stuff since 1985, so just a couple years. And that's pretty much it. I've been doing my thing. All right. All right, when are your tours? 
and how much are they for now? Because, like I said, I have new people on here, and I got some people that are interested in, you know, going to to different places. So I know you do it at the Manor House, but it's can you tell me a little bit about when, how much it is, and when it's going to pick up to the other days a week? <laughs> okay, yeah, so I do it. It's, it's a weekly paranormal one-on-one ghost tour at the historic Powhatan Resort in Williamsburg. It's in the Manor House. Right now for January and February, it's on Saturday nights only. But starting in March will be Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. And they're $15 a person. Yeah, and it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a nice place to investigate. John um, Stevens has been trying to get me to go out there for I can't tell you how long. And I kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off, partly because I my schedule. Um, so I eventually made it out there. And, you know, it's just a really cool place to investigating that and you know just as well as I do that once you start investigating things and you know that there's that that there's an active place there then you want to go back and start testing theories yes I mean that's 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 me (laughs) yeah I've been I've been testing theories there for 11 years now yeah so I think it's just really cool you know to um like I said it's a cool place to to, to go to, you know, to do that at. And the tours are always nice. You always get to meet, meet different people when they come in. They're from all over, so it's not, you know, people just from the state of Virginia. It's people from everywhere. Right. I, I, yeah, I've literally had people from all over the world there. Yeah. I've had people from China, France, Ireland, Australia, all over. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it's a really it's a neat place. So if you haven't if if you haven't been out to the Manor House, y'all, it's located in Williamsburg. Um, it's Powhatan Resorts. Did I say that right? Because I always mess up everything. Yeah, you're right. Powhatan Resorts. Powhatan Resorts. So you can technically, like, get a suite there or a room. You know, you reserve your room, and then you could go to the activities desk and do a tour that way, or you can just call the activities desk and sign up for the tour and pay your $15. Do I have that right? That is correct. Yeah, so but there's not going to be a you know, tour this weekend, though. Yes, there's not going to be a tour this weekend, y'all. So if anybody out here tuning in had planned to go this weekend, he's not having one. So, all right, so talk about your book. I mean, what motivated you to write Welcome to the World of Paranormal Investigations? What prompted you to write this book? Because um, Ronnie Rickard read the book, and he said it's a great book. He just finished it. It was very well written and very informative. Well, what made me decide to write it is over the last – 11 years of doing the tours, I get a lot of people in there saying that they learn how to ghost hunt from watching TV. Watching Ghost Adventures, Ghost Hunters, all those. And that is not how you learn how to ghost hunt. Some of them will show you what right. not to do, but but it's not it's not how you learn how to ghost hunt. They, 
you you need to start at the basics and work your way up from there. You don't just jump in trying to get a demon out of a house. <laughs> and you can't just automatically go you can't just automatically go to demon. There's a whole lot of stuff right. to get before you get to there. And it's just a lot of people learning things what not to do and thought this might be a way of helping them doing it. Well, you know, I think the book itself is not just for, you know, I know you you talked about it being for beginners, but it was really not because even a person that's been investigating for a while, if you forget things, you can go back and, you know, kind of look at it because it it covers so many different things, not just the you know, not just the equipment. It covers, you know, the different types of spirits. It covers a little bit of the metaphysical side of it. It talks about some of the research. Um, you know, just because, you know, people forget things, too. It's a lot to remember. So I think it's really cool that it's all in this book. Like it's, you know, all there. Yeah. And, and I, I tried covering all the bases. I, I didn't want to get make it too technical for for some people that they might see a bunch of big words and get frustrated and go about right. their business. Yeah, yeah, I would be that kind of person. I'm the type of person that's this right here is kind of straight to the point. It's not a the words flow in that book because sometimes you get books and they're complicated and once they're complicated like that you'll lose interest with me i'm just that type of person yeah i am too i'll put the book down yeah i'll put the book down so that one is a really nice read and i told you that in the beginning that the words just flow and not all books do that well i appreciate that yeah, yeah. So, and like I said, I'm one of those ones. First of all, I don't like to read to begin with. So, <laughs> this makes yeah. it easy. I'm not a reading person, y'all. It's not. Never have been, never will be. <laughs> but when you have things like this or the shaman book I'm reading right now, everything flows, and so it makes it a lot easier. Hi, John Savage. John Sullivan wanted to know what the link to your tour is. I I don't have a link to the tour. Um, you, all you all you need to do is um, you can call the activities desk at the Powhatan Resort at seven five seven two two zero twelve hundred. But as far as being a, an online thing, I don't have an online link for it. Yeah. And we still want to make our way down to um, John Sullivan, too. Yeah. As soon as, as soon as things clears up here, I got some things going on um, in the shitty of Newport News. So as soon as that stuff, as soon as some of that stuff starts to clear up, then we'll be making some plans. Um, I would say when it at least gets a little bit weather, and we know that we're not going to be threatened with a snowstorm like this weekend. I think we're supposed to get new, um, some more snow. So, yes, we still need to get together at Bell Grove. You are absolutely correct. We have not forgotten Bell Grove. I just have 
yep. some things here are going to take care of, and um, you know, and we will be getting together on that definitely because that's a place that I've been wanting to go. It's sad that I've passed that quite often, you know, the, with the way I travel and just never really stopped. But I'm bad for that kind of stuff. I lived in our town for over nine years and never went into our museum. So it's terrible. So, all right, what do we want to talk about with um, our class coming up? We have a class coming up. Do you want to touch on that? Sure, <laughs> sure, yeah. On March the 4th, you and I are going to be doing a Paranormal 101 and slash investigation where we're going to, going to go even deeper into the beginnings of paranormal on how, how to do it, the, the equipment. Where On my weekly tours, I just briefly go over a few pieces of equipment. On this, we're going to dig that down even deeper and show people how to use them, show them some different techniques. And I'm going to get, get you to talk about the metaphysical side of it. And as soon as that, and we'll follow that up immediately with a with an investigation. It'll be from 7 p.m. to 2 a.m. Yep. And you can, yep. you can e- email me for more information or email Jerry. And my email address is vapor757.david at vapor 757david at aol.com and yes I still have an AOL account <laughs> mine's saltstones at gmail.com yeah. that's saltstones like the saltstone lamp yeah. One yeah. I was sitting at my desk one day. This was when I was a probation officer, and I had to come up with a new email. So I was sitting there staring at my salt lamp, and I was like, oh, I got the name for it now. So that is where <laughs> that came from, the salt stone lamp. But I was like, I don't know what to make it. So that's where that came from. I was just sitting there staring, trying to figure it out. I had pieces to do. <laughs> yep, and the it's going to be $50. The class is fifty dollars, and seats are limited. So, <laughs> yeah, seats are limited, and we're um, I'm we're doing a couple of things with that. Shall I tell them what we're going to do as far as the kit and the rods, or what? Yeah, go ahead. So, so I'm putting together. It's not it's not anything majorly big, but I'm going to put together a like protection kit. Um, and then this is for people that have actually, you know, paid for the class because we have a couple people that have paid for the class already. So you're going to get that kit, but then I am going to like do a special like aura reading on you and you're going to have David Flowers, sweet wife is going to make custom-made dousing rods for people that are in the class that have paid for the class based on those colors. Because she has the artsy side. From what I can see, she's she's very artsy. 
and I'm not, and I, I, I can draw stick people. I'll tell your wife, I can draw stick people really well, but I can't do any of the other stuff. Yeah, yeah she's a professional artist, and I, I tell everybody I, I taught her everything she knows. <laughs> sure you did. Sure. Yeah. I can't draw straight lines well, she, with a ruler. <laughs> well, she definitely, she's definitely very artsy just based on the colors that, you know, when I'm looking at the dowsing rods, um, the ones that you're selling. So, you know, that's what we're doing for the class. So y'all just keep that in mind. If you got people that want to, you know, sign up for the class, because a lot of people have asked about, I think a lot of people want to do paranormal investigations or they, excuse me, they want to learn how to, you know, like ghost hunting, ghost hunt, we'll just put it at that, because to me, paranormal investigations is a little bit different, goes in a little bit deeper, but when you're doing your ghost hunting, a lot of people want to know, they just don't know what people to turn to to do that. Exactly. So, you know, but that is is our thought, so that class is going to be March the 4th. From seven to two, at the Manor House yep, in Williamsburg, and that, that that's it's a about, Friday night. That's a Friday night when everybody gets yep. paid. So, <laughs> John Savage said, "Holy crap!" An AOL account. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving away my age. Yeah, he's still got AOL, not Gmail. Gmail older too. So what has been some of your experiences, you know, with the manor house? Because you've been there for quite a long time. Like I yeah. see in your book you've posted, you know, just posted. You've put different pictures and you know tell us a little bit about it. Uh, as far as some of my experiences go, um I've actually been touched in the manor house. As one night um we come across a a spirit um by the name of Murphy. We'd never come across that name before in any of our other investigations. And I hadn't heard that name before in any of the history that we've looked up. And then when that came across it it really struck me and and I asked us are you from here or did you come here from somewhere else? And very clearly over on the spare box, we heard came here. And, and we asked, we asked the question a couple of times and we still got the same answer. And then I asked this um, why are you here? Do you, do you need help crossing over? And it said help. And then I said, I will get you help. And as soon as I said that, I felt two cold touches, one on each forearm, kind of like a, kind of like a thank you. And then right. a, about a week later, I, I just happened to have a, a preacher on my um, tour, and we were talking after the tour was over with, and he, he just happened to tell me that's one of the things that he does. He helps them cross over. And I, I took him up to the third floor where, where we'd gotten that, response from Murphy and he said some prayers and 
did whatever it is he does, and we haven't talked to Murphy since. And we've tried several times to talk to Murphy. So that that, that that's probably the coolest coolest thing that's happened to me, or coolest experience. And I've seen I've seen an orb there with my own eyes, not on video or on a picture. I saw it with my own eyes. And then I, I, I was able to capture one one orb on video in the same location, and we've gotten some several really nice pictures of, of various either apparition or a ghost or not ghost figure but shadow figure, and countless EVPs. Right. Yeah. I mean that. The Manor House, I know that people have heard us talk about this um, in other shows because John Stevens and I talk about it a lot, but there are some people that tune in that have not been there. Um, It's a very active place, you know. Yeah, it is very active. Yeah, you look at it from the outside and you're like, la, 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 okay, you know, this is a regular, what, 1700s, right? Yes, 1735. Yeah. Yeah, you think, you know, 1700s, and then you go in it, and, you know, it's just like, wow. Nothing bad, though. There's no bad energy in there. No, No, you know, nothing bad. Mm -mm. I'm trying to think of how many times I've been there. I can't remember. It's been... It's been quite a few times now. I'd have to go back to my calendar to get all the times, but it's been like, what, four or five times now, right, I think? At least, yeah. Yeah. I haven't experienced anything anything negative there whatsoever. So, yeah, it's a nice place. But you also have your own team, too. So what's the name of your team? Excuse me? I said you also have your own team, too. Yes, Virginia Paranormal Occurrence Research. Yeah. So how long have you you been doing what you're doing as far as the research, the investigating? I've been doing active investigations probably 20 years. Up, up before then, I was made. I'm just, I was a ghost hunter, and then for about the last 20 years, I've been really interested in digging deeper and deeper into the research part of it, find out the who, the what, the when, the where, and everything else. Right, right. And I mean, the one room, um, I always say Talaferro because I never forget the time when I got corrected by the judge. <laughs> It's the same spelling, so that's why I always say Talaferro because I remember very clearly going there and and telling calling his name wrong, and he's like, "It's Judge Talaferro," and I'm like, "Okay." So that's why I always say that. It's what is it, yeah. Oliver? But it's Mister. Yeah, Tolliver. well, yeah. It, it, I don't know how people got the name Tolliver Alataliaferro, but yeah, it's spelled Talaferro, but it's. It, Everybody pronounces it Tolliver for some reason. Yeah, it's just weird. I think that we should test the theory and ask them. 
Hi, Kimberly. Yeah, I think we should like test the theory with the dowsing rods and ask them, all right, is it Tolliver or Talaferro? Because <laughs> you're really good with dowsing yeah. rods. So, yeah, just, just to see what he says. I'm just curious because I just always thought it was, well, like I said, after the judge said it's Judge Talaferro. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we got doggy. Dog. Oh. Yeah. He's my yeah. 90 pound lab dog. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. What, what is this 90 pounds, he thinks he's a poodle. Oh. Excuse me? <laughs> I said, what other places have you been? As far as investigating. Oh, Let's see, I've been to USS North Carolina, <clears throat> yeah, USS North Carolina, uh, Moundsville, West Virginia, the penitentiary there, uh, several places out in Texas where I'm originally from, and let's see, where else have I been? I do private investigations. A bunch of residences. Yeah. Yeah. I I, tr- I try to go to do at least one big um, place a year when my wallet let let me do it. And last couple of years I haven't been able to do anything as a Mister Vid. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. What part of Texas are you from? Kimberly wants to know. Up in the Panhandle near Amarillo. Get that, Kimberly, up in the panhandle near Amarillo. I forgot where my mom was in out in Texas, but I can't remember where she lives at. That must be your 90-pound lap dog. Ninety pound outside lap dog. Oh my goodness! Well, it's nice enough to still be outside though. It's not. I don't think it's too terribly cold. It's what forty three degrees over here on the Newport News side. Yeah, somewhere around. So there. it's not too terrible. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not too terribly bad. My phone will. Yeah. yeah. Kimberly said she's from San Antonio. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, just a little bit southwest. Yeah, yeah. Well, quite a bit southwest. She said that she don't, yeah. What I could tell um, about Yorktown Hospital before they shuttered. <laughs> you got to elaborate on that. So what was your very, like, first, like, and what got you into what you're into now? Because uh, the, um, the person don't the, wake very, up wanting to do both. That's true. Go ahead. My very first ghost hunting experience was in my hometown. I in my hometown. It was really small. It's one square mile, literally, and so there wasn't a whole lot oh, to wow. do. 
Yeah, so there's this old abandoned farmhouse outside of town that people always said was haunted. And one night, me and a couple couple friends of mine, we went out and just looked around and see what we could see. I looked in one of the windows, and there's a rocking chair rocking. And there's no electricity in this place. The wind wasn't blowing. And... So there was no reason that I could think of at the time. You figure I was in high school at the time, so there was no no reason I could think of to have make this rocking chair rock. And sure enough, it was doing it. We left really quickly after that. But like I said, we're high school kids, and our toughness only went so far. And so we we (laughs) left, but... And I, that just got me thinking more and more. And so I just started doing more, going to different places and seeing what I could see. Yeah. And you've been, you've been at the manor house now for, what, 11 years, I, I believe you said? Oh, 11 years, yes. Yeah, that's a long time to be out there to be able to, you know, run theories and just find out different research and stuff like that. And Yeah, and I think the biggest blessing for me about being out there, other than being a really good part-time job, the biggest blessing is just all the different people I've met. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in the, in the field and some people out of the field is just interested in it. It's, it's been right. a real big blessing there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why I like working at the museum in ta- in the town of Urbana because you get so many different visitors from all over the world. You, I mean, they – and we have our Mitchell map, which is a 1755 map, um, first edition, third impression map, that people will come out from – everywhere just to see that particular map and what makes it special is when you know because we're a port town of course and so people will dock their boat for a few hours and they'll come into the museum and they will literally go to the map and show you how they got to our area and a lot of people come from places like Michigan really Michigan that's where some of my a lot of my sailing people come from and it's just really cool you know, to meet people from all forms of life, different states, different yeah. countries. Yeah. Not too many paranormal investigations, not too many paranormal investigators there like it is at the manor house, but, you know, just it's a, we live in a tourist town, so, and we live by the campground. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what makes it so neat to me to be able to meet different people from from everywhere. And I think the class is going to be really cool too because you're going to get people that you know, like I said, they're interested in it. And I hope that other paranormal teams on here don't take offense to what I'm saying because I'm really not trying to be offensive. But when you're going on paranormal investigations or people sign up for you, really you're into that investigation, you're you know some you just don't have time 
I hate to say that, to teach or show. I mean, you'll show people, but you don't have time to really break it down because people pay, you know, to investigate. So this class allows, you know, us to to go in and say, you know, okay, this is how this is used. This is the do's and the don'ts because, you know, there are some people literally that have never investigated before. Exactly. You know, and there are some people. And, go ahead. Yeah, and and like and it's kind of like you were saying. It's a lot of these public ghost hunts that people sign up for. They they don't teach them anything. They just said, "Here's your location. Have at it." Right. Or here's a right. here's a TV personality. They'll talk to you for a little bit. A little bit. Then you can go do your ghost hunt. Then. So what what you and I are getting ready to do that's that's where we're gonna that's gonna set us apart and we can t- actually teach people things other than just say here's location and have at it right yeah because some people you know they take it very seriously and when you get somebody most most people that are doing the research take it very seriously so when you get somebody that you know, has been watching a lot of TV and that's what they're getting off of TV, there's a lot of things that go involved with your EVPs, if that, you know, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not trying to start anything or sound negative. I'm I'm not. I'm just, you know, there are people that are interested and they just don't know where to turn. So that's why, I mean, we were just joking around with it. We were going to... we were going to do something on StreamYard about the equipment, and then we was like, well, why don't we just do something in person, you know, and turn it into a classroom environment? And I think that's, I, I'm, you know what, Middleton Paranormal, we had John Sullivan as our teacher, yeah? He is. I've, I've investigated with John Sullivan. I investigated with him at the Cabin on 360 at the Pink Pearl. So, yeah, he's a really good um, investigator. But he's, you know, there's a lot of them out there, but like I said, a lot of them don't take that time out. And this is going to be like, like I said, a classroom setting where, you know, that we can teach them the do's and the don'ts. That way when they go into these investigations or hunts or whatever, they'll be prepared. They'll know. And they can, you know, branch out and, you know, start their own team if they want to. But half of the time, I can tell you that David Flowers has, he wrote this book, but we have to tell him to refer to it. <laughs> He's going to kill me right about now. <laughs> oh, I told you not he to make knows. me laugh. <clears throat> I, I know, but I told you it's not in my nature not to make people laugh. But we have had to tell him a couple times during his presentations to refer to his book. Yeah, I'm oh going to have it hanging around my neck from now on. Yeah, I know, right? We're going to be like, refer to page 30. Where's the battery yeah. in him? Where do we have to be prepared at? <laughs> There's been a couple of there's been a couple times when he set up equipment at the, inside the manor house and he's getting ready to talk, and then either the batteries died, right? They were dead. That was the one. 
That was one yeah, time yeah. did that. Yeah. So, but anyway, it's going to be yeah, a lot of there, there's, there's no chapter in the book about ghost tours, though. Yeah. Talk about that. Oh. Say again? I have to talk about that. Talk about what, me to, forgetting to put I'm new batteries just, in there? Yeah, I'm talking, yeah, talk about some of your, some of your, um, some of this book because some people, you know, I mean, it covers quite a bit of things, but I didn't write the book you did. I know you got a copy of it sitting in front of you. I just wrote it, don't mean I read it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I just well, said it's everything on there. Um, well, for me, it's pretty basic. For you, it's probably pretty basic. And any experienced investigator, it's all very basic. But for the people who've never done this thing before, yeah. more, anything more than just going out and seeing what you can see, it's it's pretty it's pretty simple it's straightforward need to like you just touched on make sure you have fresh batteries in your equipment talking about recording everything recording everything is super important because like i always tell everybody if you don't record it and something happens really cool you have a personal experience to share with your friends but you don't have any proof to back it up. Don't matter yeah. how cool that experience is. It's if it ain't recorded, it, it's, it's that's all it is. An experience, and experience is not evidence. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. Because <laughs> there, there's been several times at the manor house and other places that something's happened that. I didn't have a recording going, so I, it was just an experience. It wasn't, it wasn't evidence. Yeah. Now, in this book, y'all, when you, if you go on the tour, like if you go to the manor house itself and you're going on one of his tours, he has the books available there, and they're 10 bucks, right? Yes. Because I don't want to screw it up. So if you go, like, on the tour, it's ten dollars, and then you know you get your little autograph. This was to my mom. I left mine at home, so I had to use mommy's. <laughs> so you get an autograph, since that's where I'm at. <laughs> um, but you also, it's also available on Amazon, right? Amazon. Correct. Amazon. Yes. And Barnes and Noble and, too, right? Uh, it's supposed to be on Barnes and Noble, but I don't know if they've got it up there yet. Last time I checked, it wasn't up there. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna check because like I shop on Barnes and Nobles to get books all the time. I think think we should check to see if it's available there. But anyway, it's like fifteen, right? When you get it through that. Yes. Okay. 
John Stevens says Jerry captured that cool EVP while David was taking that talking during that tour. Yeah, it's it's really weird how they um, how they talk when you're talking. You know what I'm saying? When you're, you know, that's what John St- um, oh, yeah. John Stevens was talking about. That one EVP. Yeah, yeah, while you're, yeah, we had the body cam running the whole time. I still have not had a chance to review, I hate to say it, the body cam from the last time I was there, but I will be reviewing that because I actually put the body cam down and left it running. So it's, it wasn't even on me. So I, I really want to see that that evidence, but I, I like to be where I can focus on that and be, you know, very alert when I'm doing the body cam review. I left that um, I, when, when you were talking I left that running on the fireplace yeah so, I don't know if it's on here I'm looking welcome to the world if I could spell right let's see if it's here yet before I start running my mouth about being at Barnes and Normal, Noble, I mean, should say. Yeah, John Stevens goes out to the Manor House quite often, except I haven't seen him in a few weeks. Having withdrawals. Having John Stevens withdrawals when you're coming out. Hi, Teresa. Teresa Sayers is on. I don't I don't see it yet. Not quite yet. Unless I'm like yeah, totally overlooking to it. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to talk with the publisher about that. It should have been up yeah. by now. Yeah. I'm, I Googled it and put it in there. And I don't see it yet. We'll have to fire them. Yeah. Well, they've already got my money, so I really can't hire to fire them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Teresa Sayers, y'all, in case you don't know, she's joining. She's she's on with us right now, and she does her, Jody and myself. Um, I, picked up a, I, I picked helping them up on Thursday nights at 9 o'clock on Crossroads. So when you see, I try to put that on my Facebook feed as well. Um so that we, because they have different people come on their show also. So it's Teresa, Jody, and myself with our nose pickers on Thursday nights at 9 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. (laughs) So do you have one of these little inhaler things, David Flowers, that you stick up your nose? You know, to cut down on congestion and to free your sinuses. You know what I'm talking about? You still there? Uh Uh-oh, did I lose him? Let me look. No, he's still here. Oh, I muted him. How did he get muted? What the hell? Hold on. How did you get muted? Hello. Actually, the the call there. The call dropped, and I just called back in. Oh, my God. I didn't even notice it because I'm on StreamYard. 
I'm sitting here talking to myself. <laughs> I guess I'll be perfect on open mic night. Last <laughs> <laughs> if you had one of these little nose picker things for your nose. No, I, I don't. I don't know. You need to get one of those. Like I am, like right down the road from you. I will bring one. It's a little thing that you shove up your nose, and it it really works. Like you put it up your nose, and it clears all your sinuses. And like if you got a cold or other things going on, it opens everything up. My, it's my, like my sinuses thing. are fine. It's all it's, it's all in my chest. That's my this thing. This little, yeah, this little thing right here. It's perfect because it clears that up. It helps to clear that up. <laughs> but a lot of stories are sold out of them right now. There's a lot, you know, a lot of people are getting, like we talked about before, colds and just not feeling well. There's a lot of stuff going around yeah. out there. Yeah. So, if you could investigate any way you wanted, where would you go? Oh, my number one location on my bucket list would be Normandy. Nice. Just because of all the, everything that happened there during World War II and with me being a veteran and all, just, that's where, that's where I gravitate towards. Then number two would be all the um, abandoned castles in Ireland. Nice. You mean you don't want to go on a Bigfoot expedition? I'd love to go on a Bigfoot expedition. I've actually seen a Bigfoot one time. All right, tell us that story. i got to know. Yeah, when I was a little kid, we lived in Oregon. And one day we was walking from our house to my uncle's house, which is about 100 yards through the woods. And I looked over, and I, I swear that it was a Bigfoot there. Cool. I've never yeah. seen a Bigfoot. But I have a bucket list. Yeah. I want to go. I want to go to different places. One of them is, um, well, one of my bucket list places is Bell Grove, so that is on my list to go. Uh, of a list to go. But I, th- I think I'm going to go to Alaska and do the um, Bigfoot exploration, since they have mm-hmm. several haunted places. Now, well, let me ask you something. I got a, I got a back scratch. What is your thought on UFOs? Do you believe in those? I, I think we have to be pretty naive not to think that we're the only ones in the universe. Yeah, I do that's believe true. that. I, I do believe that there are UFOs. I do believe there's other species out there. Have I ever seen yeah. one? If I I'm have, I say, didn't know I saw it. In your career, I mean, your career in the military, did you ever have any paranormal experiences in your military career? No. Well, yeah, one time um, back in 1980. Hold on a second. That's his 90-pound puppy, Kimberly. Yeah. 
Back, back in 1987, I was in Egypt. And I had the opportunity to go inside the pyramids. And I had my tape recorder with me. And I did a small EVP session in there. And I heard some things that sounded like a different language. But I got got to remember, I was not the only one in in the chamber there. There was other people in there. So it is possible that I caught other people. But right. there's just the feeling inside that that chamber. It was just, it was. You can't can't explain the feeling. It was just weird feeling. Yeah. Maybe because I knew what was in there. Right. Did you ever go any other places? I mean, because I mean, the, when you're in the Navy, they don't don't they travel a lot? I mean, don't they? Oh yeah, we. I've traveled all over Europe, and. Mm-hmm. Egypt was the only one that I did any kind of uh, anything paranormal because I've been mm-hmm. to other places that I didn't really have I hadn't heard about any history of like what went on in Egypt right mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well that's that's cool, though. I don't think I've ever, I mean, I've had friends that went to Egypt. Myself, personally, I've never went, but I've got people that have, that went to Egypt and bought stuff back for me. Yeah. Like pyramids and sphinx and things like that, soapstones, different stuff like that. I think somebody brought me back a soapstone necklace. And, yeah. I, I, you know, because I have a lot of friends in the military, so they would go in different places and just bring me stuff back. It's really cool. All right, so when is your next tour going to pick up at the Manor House? Because you're not doing it this weekend. You can't do it this weekend. Um, yeah, let me look at knock on Knock on wood, everything goes okay. I'll be doing it next weekend, um, whatever weekend that is. Let's see. Um, so you're not going to be able to do it this coming up weekend, which is the 29th, but it's technically supposed to be nasty weather and snow anyway. Um, so then your next date is going to be the 5th. Yes. February of February. 5th. Yeah, I won't be able to come to that. I'll be at Kimberly's adult party at the Heiko house. <laughs> So I'll be at the Heiko house then, but the following week I'll be out there anyway. Yeah, I guess the following week we'll be out there. Yeah, yeah, we'll be out there on the 11th. Hopefully, um, Jack, I don't know if he's on here tonight, but hopefully he'll be able to attend that. I think he's battling pneumonia, actually, so I hope you don't mind me saying that, but y'all can put out a little bit of prayers, that would be great because he's having a rough time with that. So we'll just have to play it by ear and see what happens with that. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Tom, when you – well, I'm going to skip the subject. I'm going to change the whole subject. Your flashlight sessions, when you do them, do you do them with more than one flashlight or one flashlight? 
I do them with at least three flashlights. Okay. Yeah. Can you because like explain I, I don't, the reason? I don't. Why? Tr- I don't. Tr- I don't try trust just a single flashlight because mm-hmm. even though I think it's probably it might be legitimate, but there's a ton of people out there that they have one flashlight. It's a coincidence. Don't matter how many times they answer the answer the question right, it's still a coincidence. So I'll, I'll right. use at least three flashlights, and I'll I'll ask the same question multiple times, pointing at different flashlights, and that way, with three flashlights, it's really hard to call that a coincidence. Right. But some well, people know flashlights- some people might still say it's a coincidence, but that's on them. Right. On your on your flashlights, like, um, are they all the same flashlights? So that, I mean, are you using all the same flashlights, and where do you get them? Oh yeah, they're all um, the Maglite mini flashlights. Okay. You can, you can yeah, you can get them anywhere. I've got um, three incandescent light bulb um, Maglites, and I have one. Um, LED mag light flashlight. Well, which one is the better one, or does it matter? I I think the incandescent is probably the better one. That's just my opinion. But I've, I've talked to several different um, investigators, and they some of them think that LED works just as well as the incandescent. Okay. And so you can get those anywhere because I got, like I said, I have people that are that are on here that are that have, you know, they're going to be taking the class for one. Um, mm-hmm. So it's kind of, you know, some things are kind of new to them. Yeah, so, um, you said, and it doesn't have to be Maglite brand. It's just the one that the head the head t- twist to turn the light on or off. Okay. Now, do you do what some people do where they put the yes and no answers there? You know, like, you know, you know how people put the yes there? Hi, Jody, and put the no. How do you line that up when you're doing your flashlight session out of curiosity? Well, I, when I, if I'm um, doing something like that, I'll do, I'll say either point to turn this light on or turn that light on, whatever one. And my, my lights are, they're different colors. So I can say, if the answer is yes, turn the green light on. If the answer is no, turn the black light on. Something like that. I got you. I got you. I haven't tried, I haven't done a lot of flashlight sessions. I've been kind of, I've been a little skeptical with flashlight sessions. And it, flashlight is not my go-to. I have done them and I continue to do them, but my main go-to is still the voice recorder, the video recorder. That's my main thing. Right. But I mean, we use the S7 box a lot. Is it the S7? Yours is the S7, right? Yeah, the SB7 or the SB11. I got both of them. Yeah. 
Yeah, we use that a lot. When I, I mean, when I've been there, I better stop saying we. You use that a lot on your tour, and when I've gone there, we've gotten you've gotten stuff on there. Yeah, yeah, I've I've gotten I've got stuff the SB seven and the eleven, but probably the most amazing EVPs that's been captured at the um, Manor House has been from you on your body cam, and then also on, the on John cam. Stevens. Yeah, also on John Stevens' task cam without the oh, yeah. box going. Yeah, yeah, those, I like now, the those, are, those are the most amazing EVPs there. Yeah, I've got cat balls, Jody. I've got a couple cat balls. Yeah, I got cat balls. I had three, but one of them don't work, so I'm down to two balls. As hey, long as they don't happens. get crunched. Yeah, I know. Down to two little cat balls. I've got to order some more. <laughs> She's laughing. She's laughing at me because last Thursday our topic of discussion was cat balls. <laughs> so, you're getting gracious. Laugh. I know. I'm sorry. I promise I wouldn't, but it's really hard not to do. Stop. You're making me cough from here. <laughs> but anyway, you guys, like I said, if you haven't, he's got he has got a cold. It's terrible. I feel bad for making him pull on my show. But he doesn't feel good. <laughs> I'll live. Yeah, you'll be all right. You'll be okay. Yeah. Wifey can make you some nice chicken soup. Well, that sounds good. That my mom did. Yeah, my mom didn't. She she didn't want that either. She was like, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, for y'all that haven't, I don't know if everybody has seen it, but um, David Flowers, he's, in, he's on the show tonight because we were talking about his newly published book, Welcome to the World of Paranormal Investigations. It's really cool. $10 if you go to the manor house on the, you know, like if you t- pay the $15 for the tour, like he has them on the table and you can purchase them for 10 And then he also um, has them on, actually Kindle download too, because when the book originally came out, I downloaded it on Kindle. So you can purchase it off of Amazon, but you can also, um, John Stevens, you're going to have to carry your ass to the manor house if you want to get a copy of his book and purchase it. Ten dollars. Oh, and he'll sign them too. And if y'all live in an area local, like around my little area, and you purchase them online, like Faith, you purchase yours online, I can meet up with you and take them to the manor house, and he'll sign it for you, and I can bring it back. Unless you're going to go with me on the tour, you can do that too. So anyway, David Flowers, I appreciate you coming on. We'll get together as far as the class and the students. Um, Yeah, John Stevens already has them. So I hope that you feel better, and I appreciate you taking your time out to come on the show. Uh, Thank you very much for having me. Yes, and tell, tell your wife that I really appreciate the the fact that she's wanting to do the uh, custom dousing rods. That's very appreciative. Not a problem at all. 
All right. Well, I'm going to still stay on StreamYard for a couple minutes, but i got to get off blog talk so Ryan don't kill me. Okay. <laughs> All right. It was nice talking to you. Nice talking to you, too. Bye. All right. Good night. Bye. Oops, I'm not off yet. Don't kill me, Ryan. I lost my... All I've ever wanted, but I'm terrified of you. Seek my castle, maybe haunted, but I'm terrified of you. I've cast my spell on millions, but I'm terrified of you. Baby, I do this from the ceiling, but I'm terrified of you. I wait my whole life to fight the right one. Then you come along and that freaks me out. So I'm frightened. Ooh. Dracula's run never ran from no one, but I'm terrified of you. See, my heartbeat is a slow one, but I'm terrified of you. I've been around for ages, but I'm terrified of you. Run my thing across the stage, but yet I'm terrified of you. I wait my whole life to fight the right one. Then you come along and that freaks me out. I want to fight Dracula's wedding uh, You know I'm terrified uh, You know I'm terrified uh, You know I'm terrified Shh, here she out there this is ryan and we are back from our covid vacation we took um it's been a rough few weeks here at the uh the freaking awesome studios we've been hit with the bug and she got it at the beginning of the month um right around the year's eve uh then mom over here getting it twice yeah angie got it twice actually she had it and so she, we were out of commission for like a week and a half, and then she starts feeling better, and you know I'm I go back to work, and then maybe two or three days later I catch it, and then uh, like the past week and a half, man, it was like last week I was completely miserable. I had um, zero motivation to do anything. Super tired, 
uh, start off with a bad cough and fever. Then towards the middle of last week, I was just tired. Like you said, didn't want to eat. All I wanted to do was just lay on the couch and pretty much do nothing. So I am kind of, it feels bad for saying this, I'm kind of glad that Angie got COVID again because if she had gone back to work and had to deal with RJ, the way I was feeling, I'm pretty sure he would have burnt the apartment down because I was completely unmotivated to do anything last week. So, I mean, we both had COVID. We were both pretty much unmotivated to do anything, but at least we were unmotivated together a little bit. Unsuccessfully productive. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. The only reason I did anything last week was because I didn't want the house to look like look like a complete wreck. But even then, it was just like I don't want to do this. So, but we survived it. I know we got a pretty, I got pretty lucky. I did not lose my sense of taste or smell. Um, me and life would have had some issues. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I would have enjoyed life too much if I couldn't taste anything. But I know it affects people in different ways, so I'm thankful that it didn't affect me as bad as it has did some people. And, of course, you know, the people who are dealing with it now who've had, you know, worst, uh, worst symptoms than we do, we're definitely praying for them and hope they get through with this. And whoever's, like, lost loved ones through this disease, you know, of course, you're in our prayers. And, uh you know, hopefully we'll all get through this and we'll come out the other side uh, better for it. Um, but Cole Pepper Paranormal. I was like, you know what? I'm feeling like crap. Can you, can you who postpone this interview till, you know, tonight? And uh, they were like, yeah, they were very cool about it. So tonight we're welcoming the folks from Cole Pepper Paranormal onto the show. Take a little sip of my sleepy time tea here. <laughs> problem with doing the show so late is um, I get so worked up to doing the show. I get pumped to read the show, and then I realize, oh, crap, I have to go to sleep. So I'm trying to drink sleepy time tea, so when i actually actually done with the show, I'm not up to 2 o'clock in the morning because that has happened before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we've got uh, Cold Pepper Paranormal coming on the show. Uh, let's see here. I've got someone on the line here, so I'm going to go ahead and – and uh, put them on, right? Yep, Hello. we're here. Hi. Hey, Hi. How, How are you guys doing tonight? We're good. Good. Looking forward awesome. to talking to you. Well, we're look- I'm looking forward to uh, chatting with you as well. We've got Kimmy over here. Angie's in bed. She's still feeling kind of kind of iffy right now, so she's sleeping right now. So we've got my uh, co-host over here with us <laughs> tonight, so we're excited. Yeah, we are too. Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna get you guys. It's, I'm gonna get you guys into uh, introduce yourselves, and then um, and then we'll decide which order do you guys want to answer the questions in. So we're not like talking over each other because sometimes we have more than one person talking. It gets confusing. So uh, once you introduce yourself. Okay, my name is Paul. I'm one of the investigators for Cold Pepper Paranormal, um, <coughs> and there's there's four of us. So I'll let the, the others. I'm Amy, Paul's wife, another investigator. And I'm Janie, I'm Paul's mother-in-law and Amy's mom. And I'm Kim, and I'm the founder of Cold Pepper Paranormal. Oh, so Paul, Amy, Janie, and Kim. Yep. Right. Yep. Perfect. So I'm going to 
start off and just ask how you guys got started, each of you got started in the paranormal. And let's just answer the question the way you introduced yourself. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, when I was younger, I used to watch, um, if you remember that show in the 70s called um, In Search Of, you know, with Leonard Nimoy. Um, it had Bigfoot and, like, the Loch Ness Monster. I, that's when I first started getting into, like, the, you know, the paranormal and that type of thing, UFOs and stuff. And, um, and it wasn't until, like, the early 2000s, you know, like, with the well, late, you know, with the ghost shows and stuff. And um, that's part, pretty much what, you know, got me into the paranormal. So, like, ghost hunters mm-hmm. and stuff like that? Those, those shows yeah, got well, you go, into yeah, it? So, yeah. yeah, the original ghost hunters got us into it. My, my, my mother-in-law, Jane, here, she's, a, she's the one that kind of, she said, hey, there's this new show on, on sci-fi called Ghost Hunters. And this was, like, you know, 2004. So, um, and there was a couple. There was one called Most, um, Most Haunted. I think it was, like, an English show. That was out a little bit, a few years before. But, you know, you didn't really have, like, the, reality, you know, ghost shows um, around really until like the early 2000s or so. But, um, but yeah, she got it. So we started, you know, we got hooked on it immediately. Like, oh, this is really neat. You know, and, and both, both my wife, Amy and I, we started watching it together. And, um, you know, and I mean, you know, of course, you know, curious and investigated, you know, investigating things like that. We've always been curious into the paranormal and, you know, we to try to approach it more like a scientific, you know, way instead of trying to, think everything is like paranormal you know try to do ghost hunters was actually a good model for that and then we met kim i'm amy paul's wife um kim was teaching our kids uh music lessons and i would drop the kids off and pick them up and we found out that kim was part of a group um years ago in manassas virginia and she was no longer with them and she was chatting with us about it and wanted to start up a new group and we were very interested so that's how we got started i guess it was what Six, seven, seven years, years ago. About six to seven years ago, yeah. <clears throat> and then we got my mom into it. We 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 got her into it. We conned her into it, basically. She mm-hmm. um, liked the historical places, so we got her in by saying, "Hey, you're going to get to go in these old historic homes. So come with us." And then she got hooked with us at that point. Yeah, that's so how. It's really that's a family how- affair. Sorry, what was that, Ryan? It's it's truly a family affair that you guys are all yeah. doing this yeah. together as a family. It's yeah. pretty awesome. When they asked me, I was like, oh, I don't know. And then I started doing it, and I was hooked. Our first investigation, our very first investigation, we got some great EVPs. I mean, to the point, well, I, one of them you actually got from us. Yeah. We sent you. Yeah, I've got, and I've then got for, them all ready to go. and. Yeah. So what did you say, Ryan? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I might, yeah, I've got, I say I've got them ready to go, and we'll definitely get to them for sure. Okay. So it's 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 hard on Paul though, kind of. He's got his mother-in-law and his wife, <laughs> and sometimes we're like, just stop. <laughs> and they they gang up on me. We gang up on him. So he's one guy with three girls. <laughs> okay, Kim. No, I mean, that's pretty much how we got started. Well, talk um, about how you got into it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of like Paul said. I was just always interested in, in the shows and whatnot. <coughs> uh, just, I'm just being curious, and I always wanted to start my own team, and then that's when I met Paul and Amy and Janie, um, and we just went from there. 
So when you guys are getting ready to go on an investigation, like what kind of, what do you, like the day of the investigation, how do you prepare yourself mentally? What kind of stuff do you do to, uh, I guess, maybe to protect yourself or like to get yourself mentally psyched up for an investigation? What What's the process you guys go through? Okay, we, um, we we look at where we're going, but we don't want all the information. We want to know the basics, mm-hmm. and that way if we find something, we don't automatically, like if we hear a name, we don't want to know it all. We want to find what we find, and then we go to the people, and we say, we got this name, and they'll say, oh, yeah, sometimes they say, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so. But um, before we do an investigation, I always do a prayer of protection for everyone. Um, I find that even when we do a lot of um, we do a lot of uh, fundraising, fun like helping out like places during COVID. We've done virtual, we've done tours, and they make money. We don't take any money, but they make money on it to help these historical places. <laughs> but even when we do large groups of say twenty people that we split up. I still, they, I, I say we're going to do a prayer of protection before we do the investigation. Um, and they're, and they're off, they don't have to do it, but I always offer it because I'm, we just don't know enough about this. And I want to protect anybody who's with us doing an investigation, and I want to protect us. Yeah, I was going to ask. I was listening to uh, Howie O'Dell's show the other night. He asked, how important do you think uh, – doing protection during a public investigation is, is it, is it, do you leave it up to the group or do you say, Hey, you know, I'm going to do this. If you want to participate, that's great. If not, then that's fine too. No, they, I, I let them know before we do the investigation, I am uh-huh. going to do a prayer of protection. You're welcome to, to bow your head and go along, you know, and, and be involved in it. But if you don't feel comfortable doing it, then you just stand to the side. But, um, yeah, I find it extremely important because it's an unknown. Yeah. And I, and I don't want the responsibility of, of not having done it and someone goes away and feels bad. Yeah. And they, oh, you should have, should have done this, you know. I mean, it's good to, like, just do it, you know. It's always they're almost like a just-in-case type of thing where it's like, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, so might as well get all the protection we can, you know. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's it's always it's not offered. I do it, and you yeah. can be involved in it. Yeah, there's it's not like, you know, a choice. Yeah, I think I think I think kind of what that's a, that's a good way to look at it too. It's just yeah, I'm going to do this. You know, you know, you're more open to join in with me if you want. Like you said, if you want, you can or not, you can stand over to the side. But I'll be I'll be protected. You know, no matter what. And I, you know? most people do it with us because it's really fun to. Uh, when we do the, we do a lot of that. We do a lot for different areas to raise money for these places. It's like and, a lot of preservation work. Yeah. Fundraisers. Fundraisers. Yeah, and, and to add, and to add to this, you know, um, when it comes to protection and stuff, Ryan, we don't, we we stay away from you know things like Ouija boards and 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 like provocation. You know, we, we never provoke. Yeah. yeah. We. I, we provoke emotionally, like in a way that's um, not angry. It's more like tugging on the heartstrings, like what was the color of your mom's eyes? Or, you know, do you miss your children? Um, that's how we provoke. 
we provoke emotionally, I guess you could call yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, but you're trying to get a response. You know, you try and that's people are trying to get response, responses either way, I guess. But, uh, you know, as far as the way you do it, it's more you, you won't get a, 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 such a harsh response as the people who are it's about doing trying to, try and, yeah, trying to provoke. Um, going, yeah. going down that line, you know, a lot of people uh, watch these shows on, on the paranormal, and a lot of these shows, they do use provoking methods to get, um, you know, responses and stuff. Do you think the, these shows that are on, like, Travel Channel and, you know, other ghost shows that are out there, do you think they, they've helped the paranormal, or, or they, have they hindered it, or is it a little bit of both? They, I, I think they used to, they used to be more like you know, you know, not to use ghost hunters as like the, I mean, it was one of the first reality ghost hunting shows. But I think a lot of the newer shows, I think it's hurting the field, in my opinion, and that's just my opinion. But you know, on the way they do things, I and mean, some of them are okay, but I just, I think it's because you know, the maybe the ratings fell, and you know, the producers are telling them to add a little bit of drama. I mean, I get it, you know, mm-hmm. it's a show, but um. Yeah, I mean, I have my personal opinions about that, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think, let's face it, 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 it. I don't think it really hurts. I think it does. It gets people interested. My my issue is I don't want someone to go out and 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 do it not knowing what they're doing, and then get yeah. some kind of reaction frightens them or an attachment or something. Yeah, and. Uh, I guess it, 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 uh, you get people that, like you said, don't know what they're doing and, and they go out and they go to a graveyard or something and they, they get freaked out or they go to a, they go to an old abandoned house and they break in places that they're not right. supposed to be and they end up getting in trouble and then they end up in the news and they, some would ghost hunters and went up, broke into someone's old manor and it makes us look bad. And so they, they put everyone in that group of crazy people. You know, oh, you're one of those, oh, you're one of those ghost hunters. Okay, I know, I know about you. I saw you on the news. It's like, uh, no, that's not really. <laughs> that's not us. Yeah, but you right. kind of looped in with those people, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, you know, I just think is that you just got to show a level of respect. You know, when you go in these places and you know you're you're you know trying to interact with spirits and stuff, there's got to be a lot of respect there. You just don't want to go in with gun, you know, guns a blazing. Say you know to try to get a reaction, and you know that's just kind of how we approach it. I mean, more of a, I guess you would say, like a more of a scientific approach, you know. Yeah, we're not. Um, we believe everybody has their place. You know, we every team has a different way of doing it, and you know, and we respect everyone's way of doing it. Uh, we just tend to go with the more. Uh, we throw away most of what we get. Uh, we do mm-hmm. it, which is very not very satisfying because we think, oh, we really got something. And then you have, oh, my God, because we run cameras on everything. We run lines. It takes us, it takes us 45 minutes just to run the cameras or longer. We, or longer. And so we can take time stamps from recorders and cameras, and we, and we debunk it because we figure out, oh, my God, someone was in that room. Um, so, yeah, it, it – it, it can be a really frustrating thing to do because we can go to one place and just be guns a-blazing all night. 
And then we go to another place and it's like, oh, nothing. You know, and so that's why I understand what the shows do because, I mean, they're making a living. So you go somewhere where nothing happens, they got to do something. Yeah. Plus, you people don't realize that, you know, you, you watch these shows for like an hour and all this stuff is happening and you're like, oh my God, man, this is really awesome. You go to this haunted house, you're going to get stuff for sure. They don't show the fact that they're there for like eight hours. And yeah, lot, yeah, lots of, yeah. You know, it, it takes it's time. Like, it's like when you watch these fishing shows on TV, and it's like, oh my God, they get fish. They get fish every single time they put the bait in the water. You're like, oh no, they've been sitting there since nine o'clock in the morning. It's now five o'clock in the afternoon. They've been they've been here all day. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, so it's I think people like an eight to twelve hour session, and it's chopped down into an hour. So With that, commercial. Yeah, so when you know when you're yeah, watching, exactly. it, it's something happening happening um, consistently the whole time. Sometimes we raffle off um, for some of these places after we've done an event, we raffle off a um, <clears throat> a ghost hunt, mm-hmm. and we give all the money, of course, to the facility that we're at, and we have to explain to them beforehand. You know, we're going to do this for two hours. Uh, I hope something happens. But remember, the TV shows are cut down into just the exciting stuff. So we explain to them, this isn't going to be like a TV show. Sometimes it is, but sometimes you get dead air. Yeah, most of the time it's boring. <laughs> but I think that, yeah, you know, it, it that's one slow. of the things that I love that we do is when we raffle these, uh, these ghost hunts for people and they win, there were people who are really excited to do it, and they thought they'd never be able to do it. And um, watching them, to me, is just, like, so much fun to have them see these things for the first time. Now, we don't allow anyone under the age of 18 to win these events. Mm-hmm. They have to be over 18. But it's so much fun to watch these people who watch the shows. They, we let them use some of our equipment, not all of it. Some of it's too expensive. But we bring it out and let them see it. But those, those are the things, you know, you just love the idea that you're giving somebody a chance to do something that they only see on TV. It is so cool when, you, when you're playing EVP for someone that's for the first time who, who came in as a skeptic and you, you do a, a live an EVP session, a birth session or whatever, and you play an EVP for the group or the people, and they're like, holy crap. But then they, and they know it wasn't any, any of them talking. And they're like, oh, my God, this is actually real. It, you know, because you can watch these shows, and you can be almost a believer, but until you actually experience for yourself, you know, you're not, you're not a true believer until it actually happens to you. Then you don't have a choice but to believe it. Yeah, I remember our first EVP. We were at a uh... – a plantation house in, in, in uh, Madison County. And I went outside, and I was sitting on the, the veranda, and I heard my first EVP. I almost threw the recorder because I was like, oh, my God, this is real. So I remember my first reaction to my daughter and I were outside, and we were like, we're not going back in there. You know, because it was our – we thought, oh, we're recording. It was our first real big event. And I remember being – petrified at first then I became mm-hmm. excited but um, I just remember and I want other people to feel that the first time like you just said it's a it is a great 
feeling. Talking about, we're talking about now. We're on the subject of EVPs. Let's uh, let's listen to some of the EVPs that you guys captured here. Um, yeah, I, I believe that first one. That's the one that Jane was just referring to. Can I say something before you play it? Okay, one thing that that we get really disappointed in is when we're there and we get it on the uh, recorder and it's so clear, but it doesn't always convey when we put it in, because we do uh, like sticks for people after we did it to show them all the evidence, but it doesn't convey as well as when you hear it actually from the actual recorder. Oh, yeah. So I I want people to realize that when they hear it, it, it'll sound good, but it's not as clear as it was when you're actually there and you listen to the actual recorder. And it also depends on the recorder. I mean, <clears throat> you know, we use a Panasonic RRGR60 a lot, and that one has, um, you know, it's, it's sometimes a little bit harder. You know, but yeah. these first, yeah, the first two EVPs that we sent you, but they're both that were captured on Olympus recorder, so they're pretty clear. Um, the third one is like the Panasonic VR60, but. Um, yeah, I mean, we've got, you know, we've, we've gotten a lot of different, you know, a lot of different EVPs. Okay. Let's see. There's, you know, it's com- I'm playing it through blog talk, so the sound quality might not be great coming through blog talk, but when it's uploaded to, like, iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or whatever, the quality may be better. So if whoever is listening right now, can go back and like listen. Go back, listen to the podcast once it's uploaded to like Apple, and the the quality might be better uh, suited. But I'm gonna play the one. Uh, the first one is I have here is Grassroots. Uh, I see you. That's you want to tell the story behind that one? Probably one of the best ones that we have. Yeah, it's a long clip. It's it's 39 seconds, and the EVP is is at like the 32 second mark. So, all right. Well, they, so you guys know. So you guys who are watching this on the live feed and stuff. The the uh, EVP is actually at the 32 second mark. So it may take a little while, but just just hang on. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and turn it up here and it play it. Get it. You guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. All right, That was creepy. That yeah, was I, creepy. yeah, I could hear that clear as day, and that was whoa, that was uh, wow. Wait a second, we're having a little difficulty here. There, go ahead. I was saying that was creepy. That, one, that was uh, that was crazy. That it seems like it sounds like the, the spirit was trying to creep you out, the way it was saying, "I see you," like that. That's whew, that's good. 
Yeah, Kim almost threw the recorder after she did that. I mean, she literally was so freaked out she was shaking because it was so ominous. The big thing about that, and I just want to, because we have a video of that on our website as well. <clears throat> the big thing, a big thing about that is we had a um, POV camera, which is like a stationary spectrum, like GoPro style camera on the on the bar where the EVP was caught behind the bar. And it was the camera was probably about about six or eight feet away from Kim where she captured it. And it was on her. So you had the audio from that camera. And then you had, I had a little Tascam DR7 sitting on the, on the bar, which is about three or four feet away from her. And that, that EVP was not on any of those devices. It was only on her device. And that was, that was the odd thing. So we can actually back that up. And it's kind of how we, you know, when we do the EVPs, we want to make sure that it's not like somebody in there or like, you know, or if it's not somebody rubbing a, you know, rubbing their clothes together or something like that. And um, we just want to make sure that, you know, so we use, you know, three or four recorders and is audio just to make sure that it's, um, you know, that uh, we, you know, we capture it. It's a, you know, it's a real capture. It almost seems like the spirit was talking directly to her. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, is unsettling. <laughs> you know, that one was terrifying. Wow. Like I said, it looks, it seemed like it was trying to be creepy the way, the way it was talking like that um the next one we have here is from a place i have not been to but i want to go to it is the graffiti house uh-huh and it talks about melinda yep what i what i do sometimes for this for this one what i do sometimes say we're in culpepper and i say to the spirits are we in frederick because i want them to think we're idiots and and they'll go no and they'll respond. A lot of times I get answers to that. And the graffiti house, what I did was I asked two different names. I wanted to see which one they gave me. And that's recording you have. Okay. Awesome. Well, here, here's that. It's a little shorter, only eight seconds long. So go ahead and play that. Good morning, here. I'm Melinda. What is your name? That was a little less clear, but I could hear at the end. Yeah, you could hear that duh. So I wasn't, yeah. you know, Melinda. We could hear the L and the duh. Yeah, it's definitely, three, yeah, it's definitely three syllables. Now, now that one, now that one was captured on the on a on a different recorder, obviously. You can tell by the sound quality. I mean, it was a 1998, you know, Japanese um, IC recorder. So yes, it's it's not as clear as the as the Olympus recorder, but um, you can kind of. I mean, it's hard, you know, when you're trying to do it over the phone and over the internet. You know, obviously mm-hmm. when you're playing it on the recorder itself, you know, playing it back or you have headphones on, you can hear the the cadence of the of the EVP better. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the quality is not good as far as not your not the video. It's just through the block talk. The quality is not right. good. Um, but you, may, you can definitely hear the Melinda, da, da, da. You can hear the da at the end. It's just a little, little bit staticky. And plus, yep. you know, once you send copies of an EVP, and it kind of, um, even even putting it onto your computer, it kind of loses a little bit of quality as far as compared to the original one that's actually on your computer. Like I said, people, they can always contact you guys and say, here, can you, can you send this to me? I want to hear a clear, a clear version of it. And plus, like, it may, it may sound better tomorrow 
on once it's uploaded onto like iTunes and you can go through all this, you know, well, make it sound better. I have to convert those files to MP3 because I had them in WAV format. So the 192 kilobytes a second, it's a lot better quality. And then when you press it yeah. MP3, it, it does take away. So, and, and, you know, we have these on our website. If people, you know, want to go to culpepperparanormal.com, they can, they can listen to those themselves and, you know, the videos and stuff we made. Well, there you go, culpepperparanormal.com. Yeah, and there's a tab on there that says, it says uh, I believe it says videos, and they can, and they can view. And we have, we have a, bunch, I mean, a bunch of places that we've done. We've done, like, little, little short videos of some of the evidence and stuff we've captured. Yeah, and we, we do a lot of updating on our social media, too, on Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. Um, we're also on Twitter. So pretty much you can find them anywhere. Any place that you have a social media account, you can go check them out. Check out their Facebook page, of course, and I'll, I'll share all the pages on, on my Facebook pages, of course, as well. And, uh, you know, they can, you can check. I've looked at the, they have pictures of their investigation that I've stalked their page. Uh, you know, trying to get some, get some information about them for the show. So, yeah, definitely check them out and check out their website, too. It's really awesome. Cool. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. And we've got one more left here, guys, at a plantation in Madison County. And it's Look yeah. at Hall. Want to tell us what happened? Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I thought, yeah. We thought you were going to write. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so th- this was one of our first investigations, and this was a very um, – It's one of our most haunted places yeah. that we go to. And we, we get this voice on there, and it's clear as day. And, you know, there's three females, and there's only me, and this place sits back, you know, 150 yards off the main road. So it's impossible, you know, that you're going to have interference. Um, you know, but it's, it's just, it's, it's pretty crazy. I mean, people can listen for themselves and you can hear, you know, Jane asks the questions, you can hear like a, like an exhale, like a breath, like a deep breath. And then she asks mm-hmm. another, she asks the other question and then you can hear, you can hear the voice. This is what, 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 how far into the EVP should we hear, listen to it towards, towards the end that we're listening for the oh, voice? Wait. Yeah, the voice. I think the clip is like 11 seconds. I think it's not too long. It's not as long as the. You'll ICU. hear the breath, and then you hear another question, and that's when you hear the EVP. Yeah, because okay. the, the breath of the EVP too. It's like it's like a male. It's like a male um, like exhaustion type breath. Jane asks a question. You're like you're like a like type thing. And you'll hear her ask a question, and then you'll hear and you'll hear the voice. I gotcha. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and play it now. Cool. Are you getting tired of us being in here? Can you please come closer and talk to me? So that was definitely clear. That was about yeah. as clear as the first one. Uh, I wonder why they wanted to, wanted to look at you. I don't, I don't know. That's the funny thing. And it's like, you know, um, Jane was holding a capture on the Olympus recorder, and she was sitting in a rocking chair um, probably about 15 feet away from me, 
And, you know, you can hear her voice clear as day on that. You can hear that. You can hear the EVP is almost the same volume as her voice. But, um, you know, we were scattered. It's a big room. So we were kind of scattered around. And um, I don't know. It's just, it was just kind of creepy. It's just look at that. That was my like, first EVP I ever heard. Yeah, that scared me. <laughs> that was the very first EVP we ever got. That's a quite. That's a good one to get. That's that's a. Uh, that was a pretty good one for your first time. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, we we got and and, and we got two others on there. You know, we didn't because obviously we didn't want to send you know too many, but there was a couple other EVPs we got and on a Tascam recorder, um, down in the basement of this place. Um, it was very very quiet, very isolated with brick walls. We got a voice and um, it has to do with somebody named George and. It sounds like it's far away, and it says, and it says um, my name is George. Who are you? And it almost sounds like a, like a kid. No, I think it was just far away. It felt far away, don't you think? And it says very clear, who are you? So that now, I've good. got a question. I've got a question to do with this, this, this property in Madison. This is a private residence, correct? Like, We've been asked not to talk about that one. Um, it, it's not that we well, don't want to I mean, tell people. They, they don't, they've just asked us not to. Well, I, I, I've got it a theory here. I'm not going to go into, like, I'm not going to go into, like, who it is or, or anything like that. But I, right, when I was with All uh, Things Paranormal Society, um, my first, the first group I was with, we did an, uh, we did an investigation at a pr- private home. Palatan, Virginia, and um, it was an old plantation house built like the 1790s, and we got so many clear EVPs, and I'm wondering the fact that not many people have come out and investigated the place, do you think that helped amplify the EVPs as far as the spirits wanting to to communicate with you guys so clearly because not many people get the opportunity to it's talk with them. Yeah, I mean, I think I think when you have groups that are out of place constantly, it, it can be oversaturating, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because um, when I when I heard those those EVPs, I mean, it just reminds me of the investigation that we went on at you know, and it was so clear, and it was. Uh, you know, I was wondering if you were saying you think it's because of the, um, like you said, oversaturation. You the same people well, going also, in there. I think they get to know you if you go there often, and there's a whole lot of people. One of the things um, that I say when I ask questions, especially when it's a place that's not saturated, is, you know, don't you want your voice to be heard? It's been a long time since you've had your voice heard. If you talk into this box, I will hear your voice. And, you know, you try to appeal to that. But if people are there all the time, that you know, they're constantly being asked to, be, to talk. And I think it's, it's, it's different for them, too. Okay, we've got somebody who actually is talking to us. Yeah, I've done the same thing when I'm at the cabin. You know, I'll be like, hey, you know, we're here to hear your story. Here's your chance to talk to us. You know, we're not... You know, people are, are going to be around all the time, so you know, here's your chance to let us know what's going on. Right. Oh, I know. 
I mean, you know, everybody has their own way of, of investigating, and, and they're all good. And we all mm-hmm. and different people get different reactions by using different means. I like a place that's not been 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 had a lot of people in it. Um, I I feel like it's fresher or something. You get more response. What do you think is the coolest place you've been to as far as like historically? Like, you know, when one of the if you want to join because of the historical, you got to go check out the historical places. What is the the coolest place that you've uh, you've been to? Well, we're, um, we've been to a lot of cool places. I think probably a favorite for me um, is probably the Falkir Dale, the old Dale Museum. We've gotten some really good activity there, and of course, we do a lot of fundraising for them as well. That's just one of my favorites. Yeah, we get we get activity there all the time, and we've been. We've been two. Two of the members have been touched there, which is something that never happened. I've only ever been touched there. It's the only place I've ever been. Touched. Me as well. Um, it's probably the ha- yeah. It's probably the, one of the haunted, most haunted locations we've done. But there's a lot of cool, there's a lot of cool historical places we've done in Fredericksburg. We recently did um, Bacon's Castle, and that was yeah, that's a cool historical. That was a very cool historical place. Well, I, I definitely want to yeah. check that place out. Yeah, it's cool. yeah, bacon it's, was great. It's, it's it's definitely one to put on, definitely one to put on the bucket list. I think it was it was pretty cool. And then um, Mary Washington House, I enjoy going to. That I enjoy going more for the history. We get to go in places where mm-hmm. the public doesn't. So that one I really enjoy going to. Yeah, the Rising Rising Sun Tavern is built by George Washington's brother. Um, that that one's very haunted. That's one of our most haunted places. Yeah, the Rising Sun Tavern is really nice on Caroline Street. Um, yeah, Mary, Mary Washington in Fredericksburg as well. It's a pretty good place. I wouldn't say it's the most haunted, but I yeah. enjoy the yeah. history on that one the best. Yeah, yeah, historical-wise, like you asked, Ryan. I mean, like history-wise, mm-hmm. just, you know, founding father, you know, um, I, I think it's really it's really special. Well, um, the jail is very cool, cool places. Yeah. Yeah, we've been we've been very lucky. Yeah, we've been fortunate to be able to go to so many different places um, all around the state. Weems Bots was another one. I don't know if they even allow people anymore. Weems Bots was very haunted. Prince William. It's in Prince William. That's another historical place. But my favorite is probably where I got my first EVP. I always have a special place in your heart for the first for the place where you got your first EVP. You always remember your first EVP. That's you know that's one of those things that will stay yeah, in your we head had, for the rest of your life. We just had so much. We had so much activity there. I mean, you know, you know, you, you know. Granted, you know, you know, three of us were kind of new to it at the time, but we were still careful about recorders and about and evidence and how we tr- gather evidence. Um, you know that. You know, we wanted to, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, using, you know, the audio for video cameras and using other recorders as well, that what we capture, that it's not, you know, somebody making a noise. But, you know, there's all, there's, there's four of us in the group and there's one male and there's three females, you know, and, and we get, you know. We, and we're careful. When we go in, once mm-hmm. we get in there, we lock the doors, we check the closets, we make sure there's no way anybody can, like, yeah. mess thermal, with us. We use thermal cameras. We use thermal cameras. We set up cameras outside so that if anyone comes to the house, later we look at that footage and we'll know if someone came up to that house. 
uh, we really saturate with video. Kind of a pain because you spend a lot of time setting up and a lot of time setting down. I think my, yeah, my favorite you, thing. Go ahead. You don't want to give people a reason to discredit your evidence. You know, That's so you make we, sure you cover, you cover all your bases, you know, dot all the I's, cross all the T's, make sure you do everything in your power and, you know, throw in a, a healthy dose of skepticism. Like you said, you, you want to make sure that what you put out there to people is, you know, has the, there is no way for them to debunk it because you've gone through all the ways yourself. Yeah, and it's sad, though. Sometimes you think you got something so great, and we debunk it. And it's like, damn. Yeah. Well, I've, I've been there. I've been there. I've been there before. It's not fun. Like, oh, my gosh, it's the greatest thing. Oh, shit. I know yeah, we had – I, 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 I want to tell you a quick story. I want to tell you a quick story. We were at the Crafter okay. Jail, and um, we were using walkie-talkies. And, and, and we had a couple of REM pods and KQ meters set up in – because if you fuck your jails, there's actually two buildings. There's a building that was built in 1803 and a building built in like 1820. And we had our we had a little a little, little command center set up in the one building. And there's a breezeway that separates the two buildings. And I had gone over. We had the walkie-talkie, and I had gone over to check, you know, because we had the camera. I think I had to clean the lens on the DVR camera. I can't remember what it was. I walked over there and had the walkie-talkie. And it's before I knew that walkie-talkies could mess with REM pods. And um, I went over there, I pressed the button on the walkie-talkie to radio, you know, the rest of my group, and everything started lighting up and going crazy. And I was like, holy crap. And I was like, I got freaked out. I was like, oh, man, this is, like, really lively over here. And then we were all excited. We got all this evidence. Like, I can't mm-hmm. This was in the very beginning. Yeah, this, yeah, this, is, yeah, this, was, this was probably, like, our this was probably like our fourth investigation, actually. So, um, so it was pretty early on. And nobody really knew, you know, nobody knew, like, well, I don't know. I didn't know that REM, that at that time, walkie-talkies would set up REM pods. But, I mean, obviously, we, you know, we, we actually debunked it, obviously. But it's funny. I thought we got this evidence. And then when I went back to watch the DVR video, I'm like, hold on a second. As soon as I put the walkie-talkie in my mouth, everything start, starts going on. So I just did a little, you know, I just did a little experiment, experiment yeah, with the walkie, you know, in my, in my living room with the REM pod and walkie-talkie, turn them on. And up, sure enough, walkie-talkies will set off, you know, EMF devices. So, so we, it's, you know, it's when any any group starts out, it's you know trial and error. Trial and error. Yeah. You figure out what what doesn't, what'll set equipment off. Just be open to the fact that everything's not paranormal, and you got to make sure when you get that evidence that you you vetted it. Yes, every way possible. Yeah, it's a learning process, and I'm sure there are a lot of teams that you know, and that we I've been through the same thing where it's like. It, you're so sure that this oh my this is just this oh my god this is so cool why is this happening and then you you kind of put two and two together and you're like oh okay you know like you said it's a learning process and uh, you figure out hey this is this is what this is what causes this oh absolutely I mean it's you know like like I said we've gone through our trials and, and errors you know with the with with a, with a bunch of equipment and, that, and you know and that's why we go to places and. Some of the people say like they're like, wow, you guys have a lot of equipment. I mean, fortunately, unfortunately, we have to we have to set up multiple recorders, set up multiple devices because we have to back everything up. I mean, for every yeah. K2 meter EMF device, you have to have another K2 meter or or like a millimeter, you know, static device. We use multiples of everything just to make sure that we're not getting you know you know false positives. 
I don't think you ever, I think in this field, you really never stop learning. Because oh, yeah. There's always different ways of doing things. There's always different methods. Um, you know, there's always newer equipment and everything coming out. So I think it's something that's kind of ongoing. Yeah, we don't, like, for sure, we don't know. The more we think we know, the more we don't know, I think. Yeah, and I mean, I, I mean, honestly, no one has the answers. I think that's that's what makes all the groups so different is we're all out there trying to capture the same thing. Yeah. It's just people have different ways of doing things. And yeah. I, we just need to, you know, respect every everybody's way of doing it. And work together. And work together again. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I was going to ask, what, how important do you think is attitude when you're going on an on investigation? How how important is your like mental state of mind when you're going to a haunted house as far as like which you're in a bad mood, like what or a good mood, what 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 do you think? Uh how that how that plays into an investigation or your investigations, I guess. I I don't I even if I'm in a bad mood before the investigation, once we get going, I'm like a that all goes away for me. I'm just there to do what I'm doing. And and being awe, be in awe of what we get. Yeah, I think you just have to go. I turn it off. Sort of just strong-minded, I guess. And if I felt like something, like when my brother died, I didn't really want to do anything for a little bit because I just felt such sadness over my brother dying. Um, So I kind of didn't go a few times because I, I felt like I was too vulnerable. Yeah, uh, I'm very sorry to hear about your brother. Um, I don't know how long ago that was, but condolences to you and your family. Um, but I but think I sometimes you have to be aware. Yeah. When you you don't want to be susceptible to something that can harm you. And I think that sometimes when you have a close death, I think you need to step away until you feel strong again because I think that makes you vulnerable. Yeah, some, sometimes, you know, sometimes getting ready or setting up can be stressful. Um, you know, we're, we're all close. I mean, you know, we're basically a family. Well, anyway. we are. Yeah, we are. Like my mother-in-law and my wife. So, I mean, and you know. little niece. Yeah. So, you know, so, you know, we'll, we'll like, joke around, you know, like, you know, they'll laugh at me because I'm the only guy. So, there's there's a never-ending, never you know, like. Joke on like, Paul. Yeah, bust on Paul time. So, it, but it's all in good fun. So, mm-hmm. we're, we are very positive. Um, you know, there's no competition or anything like that. Um, you know, we, we, we work very, very well together. And, um, you know, it's, we, have, we have a great time every time we do it, and it's always a blast. What, uh, what some of – this is a question uh, Angie usually asks, but she uh, wants to know in, in her stead, what, what's, like, your top three locations, like on, if you had a paranormal bucket list, what is your what would be your top three locations that you want to investigate? Oh. Huh. I'd like to do the White House, <laughs> but I don't think they're gonna let me. <laughs> I, would, I would like to do I would like to do um, I would do like Monticello or Montpelier, you know, Jefferson's or Madison's home. Those two would be would be like on my bucket list. Kim. Um. I think I'm going for some of the bigger places. I, lo- I love the story of Alcatraz. 
um, okay. in California. I'd love to go there. I've been there. To investigate that. Yeah. When I was seven. <laughs> yeah. Amy, what about you? Where would you like to go? No idea. There you go. There's so many places. She's got a long list. <laughs> Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I would like to see the lighthouse, St. Augustine Lighthouse. That's another one. Um, after watching that, I don't know if you ever saw the video of ghost hunters there and that that, yeah. that 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 yeah, shadow looking over. I would love to see that. Like the Holy Grail, you know, Yeah, the Holy Grail. An apparition. An apparition. Yeah, that would be that was an awesome. That that I remember. I actually remember watching that like live when it came on TV. Yeah, and I was like, holy step. crap. Yeah, about 2006, I think it was. Yeah, and, and they went back there, and they didn't. It wasn't as you know. They didn't. I don't think they really got anything. But um, yeah, the shadow figures they got on the stairs. You know, and it's pretty, pretty wild because there was nobody up yeah. there. Look, I mean, great show. You know, but still, it was pretty. Evidence is pretty compelling. Um, you know, Amy and I go to St. Augustine almost every year for our anniversary, and uh, we went to the lighthouse. You know, took a bunch of video, but it was, it was like on a Saturday. So there was like a million people was there. Like a million people in there. But it was, mm-hmm. um, but took a picture, looking looking up at the same spot. You know, Jason and or the camera was there. You know, when they when they did that, but it was it's a pretty cool place. What do you think is your favorite part about you know being in the paranormal field? I think for I think for me my favorite part um is is like going over all the evidence like evidence review like listen to all the record I mean it's a lot of work you know with the video and stuff but um you know I mean doing the investigation I mean that I mean obviously that's probably the best I mean I don't want to take away the way of that cuz we have such a great time and time goes by so quick but you know going over all the evidence um I really like doing that and then you know working on the equipment you know like putting things together cameras IR lights and you know, kind of, you know, uh, messing with stuff. I mean. Well, you build your own stuff. Well, yeah, some of it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, just. Pat yeah. yourself on the back. He's very good. He's very good with all this stuff. Electronics. The yeah. electronic stuff that I just, they, I always laugh. They just tell me when to show up and I show up. Well, what's your favorite, what's your favorite part? I love the fact that I'm walking on the same floors, the same place that people walked 300 years ago. I find that intriguing, and that's why I want to try to reach them and touch them and hear them. Um, history, I'm a big history buff. Um, I've been in houses that are 600 years old in, Europe, in England, and that to me, it's just, it, it blows my mind like the Tower of London. When you walk and it's all worn out from people walking there for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, and I'm walking in the same spot. Is there any... Is there any residual left of these, the spirit of these people? That's what just drives me. Kim? Um, I mean, I just like being, I guess, being in the moment. Kind of like Jamie says, you you know, you're thinking back on the history where you're standing. Um, and I do like going back after we're done and just seeing what we've captured. Yeah, I, I agree with that as far as, like, going places and being in these, like, houses or you know even like the Falkworth jail like these historical places that that like you said so many people have walked through the all their emotions and all their sadness and happiness are you know still stored in the walls and sometimes yeah. they'll come out yeah. and you'll get them you'll you'll capture on on EVP or even on video 
Yeah, video. Yeah, yeah, video is the holy grail. We love to get stuff on video. It's it's hard. I mean, you know, we we did catch one anomaly at the at the graffiti house in Brandy Station. Can't explain it. Uh, I've caught several mm-hmm. others. At, um, you know, one at one at Avenel, another one at graffiti house. But it's hard. But not a full body apparition. But but um, you know, not so much an orb, but almost looks like a like it's morphing. Yeah, like it's morphing, and it's 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 a video. It's on our website if people want to go check it out. Um, it's a short clip, and and the and you can you can judge for yourself. But it was trans it was, it was completely transparent and shot it in 1080, so you know 30 frames a second. So I can you can I froze it, you can see right through it the whole time, and it's just really odd. Um, but yeah, I mean, love you know, getting stuff on video is definitely the hardest part about you know doing the paranormal. And people don't realize how much work it is to go through all that video. Yeah. Hours and it's, hours. It's time-consuming. Yeah, very time-consuming. Sure. We've got uh, a few minutes left, so I want to give you guys a chance to just talk about like where people can find you. What is was your like Twitter handle, your Instagram, of course Facebook. Uh, so the the floor is yours. Okay. Him um, I mean, we post we post all sorts of things. We do post about all of our upcoming events and things that we have going on. Um, when Paul makes our videos, we always share those. Um, it is all, most of most of Instagram is mainly some of the photos from places that we've been, um, and same with Twitter. But I think Facebook and our website is probably the most um, the most used platforms that we use to share everything that we have. Yeah, we we post something almost every day on Facebook. I mean. Yeah, it's not every day, every other day, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And we've been trying to upload more evidence, too. <clears throat> yeah, we... Um, That's awesome. Yeah, we, we, we also do... We, we do a ghost tour in, in, in the town of Culpeper. Yeah, um, we're, we are, we're the host of the Culpeper downtown um, walking tours. We usually... They're mainly done in October. Um, we'll do a couple, um, a couple a month, at least. Um, and we just walked the downtown streets of Culpeper and some of the local places that we've investigated, um, and just kind of kind of the history and the folklore behind that. And the, and the places, and there's like six places downtown that we've investigated, and we talk about those places and we play some EVPs we got at those places for the group, and then yeah, you know, we have like a Q and A session afterwards. Um, and then you know we've also raised a lot of money for um, you know for places like you know um, like the Aven- like historic Avenel in Bedford County. We do events for them all the time, uh, public events. The Faulkner Jail, of course, that's right up the street, you know. And we actually a, have an event coming up at Faulkner yeah, yeah, Jail. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we have we have an we have a um, uh, public event coming up February 18th. Um, we don't have the ticket information or anything ready for that yet, but we will share all of that on our Facebook page. Perfect. And all the proceeds do go back to the the facility. Yeah, yeah. We never take the thing. We never take any money. We do it for them to raise well, money. That's that's good to hear. That's great, and uh, I'm sure people love to hear that. And I want to thank you guys for coming on the show and chatting with us tonight. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'll do my best to help you know, spread spread the word about all your events coming.